Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. I'm Joanna Daniel. As I shared yesterday, this week, we are, I am, interview and talking with contributors of our 365 days devotional come see a man and we're launching that devotional april 8 and 9 at our annual emotional healing conference this year it's going to be in swansea south wales april 8 and 9 the link that you can register for the conference will be below this video but today i'm speaking to a really special guest i've, I've talked to her many times it's my baby sister she don't look like baby but She's my sister. She's a missionary and has amazing, amazing stories. But today we're going to talk about one of those stories that shape her and the, the man that she's inviting you to see, just help you understand her journey just a little bit. So stay tuned and please stay with us as we and enjoy this talk with me. Okay. Welcome, Tam, to Stories That Shape Us. You want to tell the people anything yeah. about you, about your ministry, and before we can we start talking? Okay, my name is Tamara Lawrence, and I have what I consider a very unique ministry. Um, Ten years ago, my husband and I stepped out, and we, um, we became missionaries. And we were going to be missionaries for a year, but it's been 10 years. Mm. But halfway through that, the Lord gave us some children, well, one child, which has now translated into um, three children and many more who called us mom and dad that we, you know, support emotionally, sometimes financially. So our mission right now is um, raising these three native girls from the, the Amazon jungle <laughs> for God. And um, of course, it's a daily struggle, but God has been on our side. And we're mm. very, very, we're very honored to be asked to do this ministry. So tell us, tell us about that journey and the, the, the stories that you write in Come See a Man, the stories that shaped, not, not the stories that led you to go to mission. I, I remember some of the stories before we even go into that story. Whenever I think about missionary, I, I don't think we, we just, I don't know if we had a choice. We had to, because you remember those stories that our father used to tell us as we have worship and on a Friday evening, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. those amazing stories. Yeah. And though at that time I didn't make up my mind to be a missionary or even serve in the way that I'm serving. But every time I say yeah. missionary, those are the stories that come to my mind. So <laughs> did those stories have anything to do with your decision? Um, No, honestly, I know I remember growing up and hearing of, um, the Philippines for some yeah. reason that for me that's where that's where mission was um yeah. the Philippines and I remember hearing a story about the school there but I think I was just too young and mm. I just I, I, from 12 I just wanted to be a journalist and that was it nothing else mattered you know even though I was my the counselor among all my friends the one who had all the relationship advice so I knew nothing about relationship I would just read your magazines and books and tell them what I find in there and stuff but all I wanted to be was a journalist, but in my final year of university, um, I read a book, 
you know, from um, David Gates and mission just really got me. And from then, like, I wanted to be a missionary for a little bit. And, you know, I wanted to see how I could merge mission and being a journalist because it's what I wanted since I was 12. And here am I, 20 something. I'm not going to give up on that now. And I'm being trained to, you know, work for the BBC. My lectures were saying you're going to go be a correspondent since you want to be in South America so badly. You're going to be a correspondent for the BBC. And they were really pushing and training me for that. So they were quite disappointed when I said, oh, I'm going to go to South America. But it's not to be a correspondent. I'm going to go be a missionary. But of course, it didn't quite work out that way. But, you know, personally, I wanted to be the single woman who would travel the world as a missionary. Mm. I wanted to be single because I thought, um, for one, having a husband, which husband is going to say, oh, yeah, let's go. You know, no, they're not going to want that. They're going to want the house and the kids. And, and by that time, I knew at 19 that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't necessarily want to give birth to children. You know, at 17, I started praying for the Lord to help me to find kids that I hear about being left in bathrooms or left on the side of the streets or something. So at 17, I started praying for God to find me children that could be mine. And at 19, I was like, I don't want to give birth to kids. It just sounds like this crazy experience that I'm not sure I want to be a part of. And you don't have to give birth to be a mom. You know, so um, I, I've always loved children with all my heart, always did, and always wanted, you know, of all different races, I used to say. But um, here am I <clears throat> at, you know, my mid-20s, and I'm to graduate from, high, from university, and I wanted to go be a missionary for a little bit, but God frustrated that, and it didn't happen. And then I met Richard, who's now my husband, and he, he just seemed, you know, this really fired up guy, and mission was important to him too. So I was like, okay, God, you know, I'm, I'm open. I, I, I know I'll say things, but I've always been open to if that's what God wants, then I'll do it. You know, so um, he asked me to marry him after like six months. You know, mm. and it's like, okay, God, if that's what you want, you know, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm yeah. asking you to not, not make this happen if I'm going to get hurt at all. I don't do pain, God. Mm. Hence, I don't want to give birth to children. I don't do pain. Um, so <laughs> um, he came to Jamaica. We got married. And the first year was crazy it, it was wonderful we were really good friends because at first I was in the UK then I was in Jamaica and in that time we were we were on the phone constantly so we really developed this friendship and learned to tell each other you know everything and share our day and just you know really bonded and connected so when he was there we still had that but we were such different people such different people and um, he was not converted, neither was I. Mm. It, it's the other day I sat down and I thought it through and I was like, wow, I was not really nice in the first year of my marriage. As I thought of some things I, I did and said and 
I remember watching Tyler Perry's um, movie, Why Did I Get Married, constantly and kept asking myself that. And I'm like, that must have made my husband feel so bad. You know, I keep saying, why did I get married? And all of a sudden I had a problem with the fact that I'm three years older than him. But I would count it at five years for some reason. You know, it was just anything to make him feel like I made a mistake in marrying and getting that, married. That first, year, that first year of marriage is, they say the first year of marriage is challenging. And, and yeah. you, you experienced some of those challenges in the first year because you spent a lot of your dating apart you're different you're from different family contexts you're from different yeah. cultures even though you're two black people but the con the content the context rather and the culture was different <laughs> the home was different and and some of these things we don't think about when we when we um when we're sometimes when we're getting married yeah. we don't have these conversations on on a Saturday yeah. somebody was asking me about how Glenn and I met and I was saying they got married young in their 20 early 20s and I said I don't think I was ready for marriage in my 20s um, because the woman I am now, when I look back, mm -hmm. I knew that I, I wasn't ready anyway. I didn't want to get married at that stage in my life. But when I look back, I knew that I wasn't mature enough for marriage. I just I wanted to live my life. I wanted to do my thing. And um, marriage would have been inconvenient for me. Um, and so that, yeah. that was good for me to know and didn't do it then. But you got married. And you said the first time. I didn't two. know. You didn't know. We don't know what we don't know, do we? No, we don't know what we don't know. I thought I was ready. I, I read so many books. You know, uh -huh. you guys would bring home books. And I read so many books. And I developed this, this genre in my head and this whole scenario. and, and Hollywood. The, you know, Hollywood. On, on, this Hollywood. <laughs> and this love unconditionally, regardless of who I was. Oh, he was just going to all of my feet everything was going to be amazing because for me you know I kept myself in all these ways that everything is going to just fall into place I did not realize the selfishness I was building up I was I was selfish and I did or, not or the know ideal you know? the ideal the, the, the ideal idea the ideal yes that you build up in yes. your mind about what relationship should yeah. be yeah. should be yes because this is my husband my husband right now works four jobs Mm. And I appreciate it so much. Then just him having one job that would take him into town a couple of days had me thinking, oh, he must not love me while he wants to be gone from me for two days, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and the job wanted to send him abroad. And absolutely. And he would do all those things for me. He stopped working in, in town and he ended up losing his job, you know? And it was because of me. And I never really thought of that until who I am I'm like you know what I should have been married now instead of that <laughs> you know yeah so but but you guys you grew you grew together through yeah. that it's it's yeah. not easy yeah. to grow through seasons like that where you no. are where you're navigating so many things you're learning things about yourself yeah. and you're learning things about him and he's learning about you and you're learning about him and you're trying to figure yeah. out you're trying to figure out how that fit and you did a lot of that in the jungle in Guyana, away from us. I'm in the UK. Yeah. We can't see it. We can't support. We we're uh, well. I was away, not being able to see how. Because mm -hmm. by then I was married a few years, gained some mm -hmm. experience, but we were far <laughs> away. So how did how did you guys navigate your way out of that to where you are now? You know what? And that's how in in that first year when it was tough. 
I held on because I said, God, I asked you if I should be married. I told you, don't bring this man to my country if I'm not to be married. And you brought him here, so there must be a reason. And I held on for that reason, and he held on for that reason, because God must have brought us together for a reason. And God did. And God knew what he wanted to do. So God picked us up and dropped us in the bush because mm. the bush was what we needed. You know, and I remember a missionary saying God brought him from corporate America and dropped him in the jungle to save him. And I, I always liked that term, but oh, believe me, God did the same thing for us. After five years, we sat down right there, you know, by the, the river, this huge, you know, river. And we knew that God brought us there to save our marriage and to save us. Mm. And we knew a year later why God did that. Because God had some little girls from this jungle that, that needed he you. needed to save. Yeah. And God, he brought us together because there's nowhere that, oh, Rich, oh, there's mission here. Or him saying, Tom, there's mission here. That even one of us kicked and screamed. Argentina was the only place that kicked and screamed. And it's because I wanted the money to go to Jamaica. But, but can I can I interject no time? Because I think it's yeah. really important to add here for our listeners and people who follow stories that shape yeah. us. A lot of women are in abusive marriages, and I want to talk about the difference between a difficult marriage and an abusive one. Absolutely. And, and I did yes. I did a series on an abusive marriage, and I did two on is my marriage difficult or is it abusive? And I and I yes. will put that below this video because I think it's a really important distinction. Now, Tam, yes. Tammy said that God brought her and Richard to the jungles to help with the challenges that they were having in their marriage, the selfishness yeah. that she needed to get over. I can testify that Richard's a really humble guy because I'm his sister-in-law, right? So, so he lived in my house. The conversations that we have and how, how we speak and I know how he listens and, and what yeah. I see. So... If I want you to hear the distinction between an abusive marriage and a difficult one. A difficult marriage, we can apply ourselves, God help us, we work through it, we get support, we apply, Absolutely. we do the things. But an abusive marriage is very, very different. So if you're in an abusive yeah. marriage, I will really recommend that you get support for yourself. Absolutely. And it's not the same thing as um, a difficult marriage. They had a difficult first, first year. And they work through it and mature. And as they mature, their marriage mature and change with them. It's very difficult when you're Absolutely. being manipulated, when you're being controlled, when you're being hit, when you've been financially abused, when you've been sexually abused. It's a very different, different thing then. Yeah, Karen. Yes. It, it's, oh, thank you so much for bringing that. It's absolutely different. Abusive routine never was, you know? No. Um, and, you know, of course, the difficulty did not where, oh, it's that first year, it was over. It took us a good five years good five years this year we've been married 13 years um but you know it, it, it took five years of a, a lot more but it's like five years came and I don't know things clicked for both mm. of us mm. for both of us and I I remember sitting down one night and having a conversation with God and I said that's you know what tomorrow I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna be different and if I have, if that difference means I need to walk out on this difficulty, even though I have this little girl, I had just one at the time, I will, and I'll take her and I'm gone. 
And I don't know if God, if it's some Esau Jacob kind of situation, mm. because I, I can't even remember if I said it to Richard, but I know he got up that morning and it's like he wanted to outdo, outdo me because he was different. And since then, it's where we're trying to outdo each other <laughs> in being the good one who loved the other one more mm. than. Mm. And it's been like that since. And who we are now, um, a couple of weeks ago, we sat up one night until about two o'clock and we were just talking, just, just being so open and vulnerable. And we're like, man, should we have been married now instead of then? But we know that who we are now yeah. is because of all that we went through then. Mm, and we're mm. so grateful and right there. And it's like we recommitted that like, all we needed was a pasta, you know? But we're so <laughs> grateful. <laughs> we're so grateful a pasta. who we are. <laughs> but here you are now parenting. You're you're now parenting yes. three children. So now you're not just married and it's just you two trying to work through some of the things that we have to work through when we get married yeah. you know the, I believe marriage can be character building when we allow it because we're learning so much about ourselves that yeah. we didn't know but I think parenting is another level of knowing about self yeah things that we didn't know yeah. because it and you're parenting traumatized children you're parenting children who is not used to love and affection and care and nurturing and you're doing all of those things that I know because of the work that I do that sometimes that can be rejected but it's needed because when you have your core wound is abandonment it's a uh -huh. challenge uh -huh. so really quickly tell us how some of those that some of the stories that shape you that help you to be able to parent in that way huh that helped me to parent in that way you know what my ministry is called marriage ministry motherhood mm. because in in having to navigate my marriage it's god in there and then um the lord dropping us in the in the jungle and we became ministers if you put it that way and i had to now have this entire school of 50 traumatized young people who from the school starts at eight and they'll be there at seven and they would stay as long as they could having to love them and show them something that I know once they step through that gate they're not getting I started learning how to give up myself in such a different way and one missionary said you know remember the Lord said um Enoch mm. said um that the Bible said anyway that Enoch had his son mm. and once Enoch had his son Enoch walked with God and he walked with God in such a way that God took him yeah it's like that's what happened the Lord gave us this little girl and in having to learn how to parent God started parenting us mm. Mm. and mm. we started seeing the gaps and holes in the parent in, in the in what we did not get mm. you know and God started parenting us and we started walking with God in such a different way so you know learning about Enoch and what he did um learning of Moses and the patience he needed 
mm-hmm. to lead these, you know, million mm-hmm. um, strong, stiff-necked people to the mm-hmm. promised land. These Bible stories that we had to come and see in such different ways than what we heard when we were growing up as kids, we started having to really use and apply and spend time with God to get him to parent us so we can step out this door and parent these girls or in the living room or in their bed waiting for us to raise them for heaven. Mm. So the Mm. Bible and the Bible stories just started coming alive to us so that we can be God to these kids as they read us because they can't necessarily read and understand the Bible. One, because mm. they probably just can't read, or two, mm. because of the pain behind mm. it all. Mm. But we then had to be the Bible and do like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. 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 Thank you so much, Tam. I, Tam. I love talking to Tammy about Tamara, about missions <laughs> and just what it is. Tam, Tam and Richard wrote a book, um, What's the book called, Tom? Take No Thought. Take No Thought. Take no and thought. you can get that on Amazon. Take No Thought. Wherever you are, you can get that on Amazon. You can follow Tammy on Marriage, Ministry, and Motherhood on Instagram and on Facebook, where she shows and share the, her their journey of parenting these beautiful girls and just what God is doing in their lives. And you can get Come See a Man if you register for in-person, early bird, in-person part of the conference you will get a copy of come see a man and be able to read Tammy's amazing stories of parenting I see it in action but I still listen to the stories at the edge of my seat because they sound so amazing to me you know um she went for one year and she's still she's still on missions you know she went for one year and she's still there I keep saying that because I'm like I felt like we lost you when you when, when you went um but Register for the conference to get a copy of the devotional so you can read her stories and you can get take take no thoughts so you can also learn some more about her and follow her on social media and see the journey of parenting the girls. And Tam shares some of her her journey as well in terms of marriage and some of these challenges that they overcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I know you're going to school. You're going to go teach. Tammy's still in Guyana and I know she's going to go teach this morning. So thank you for, for joining yeah. uh, for joining us, Tam. And take care, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.